Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fashion Your Life podcast. It's your girl, Yvonne Lynn, aka the Black Couture Counselor. Let's jump into the podcast, y'all. Y'all, I have been so excited to see all of these pop up black women and black men gardening. Buying plants, creating plant businesses is making my soul feel so warm. Y'all don't even know. I feel like it's become more visual due to social media and this pandemic. But as black people, we have been farmers and cultivators since the beginning of time. When I look back at my own family's history, I actually stand on the shoulders of recent ancestors whose roots were through gardening. My grandmother, a.k.a. Foxy, b.k.a. Mayo, was known for her flower garden, her vegetable garden. She also had a whole forest inside of our house growing up. And that's when I learned quickly that plants and flowers bloom every year. Like you plant them one time and they will bloom every year. And as a family, we still like reminisce when these flowers bloom in the summer, especially my grandmother's rose garden. Sometimes it feels like she is announcing her presence through these flowers and it gives me chills every summer. Well, most of y'all know I am from the East Coast, New England, well, Hartford, Connecticut to be exact. And during the winter time, it would get really cold. Like we would have nor'easters often where we would get feet of snow. And my grandmother, she would always tell us once it hits a specific degree, oh, we got to bring in the flower pots this weekend. And you're just like, yo, that's a lot of flower pots. Like, really? And that's a commitment that we could not get out of. So we would take these flower pots and bring them up to the back deck and she would either cover them in um, a little blanket. If it was colder than that, she would bring them inside to the back porch and they would stay a little warm. Now, if it was colder than that, she would bring them all the way into the living room and it would be a forest, y'all. Mind you, there's already a forest there. So double forest. Her favorite saying was, I don't want my plants to get frostbite. (laughs) Well, I'm going to take this up a notch because if you knew my grandmother, you knew that she didn't just have a flower garden, that she had her summer food garden. And she would have the neighbor come over and till the ground for planting. Y'all, I didn't know what tilling the ground was until I saw it. And that's when a man comes over with some kind of machine and he just moves the dirt around and gets it all like going. You know, when it's all dry and then he gets it moving, it gets all like moist and wet. Yeah, that's tilling. I feel like every year she would add something new to the garden that could be like some type of pepper or a new kind of green. But we always had our staples and that would be squash, collard greens, um, mustard greens, tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. I honestly think she planted those cherry tomatoes just for the kids in the neighborhood because after we played, you know, street football or was hanging out, we would come drink from the hose and then we would go back and pick the cherry tomatoes. And that was like a really nice, like refreshing snack because we didn't want to go inside. And y'all know if we went inside, we were not coming back out. And to top this whole garden off, my grandmother also had a apple tree in the backyard. It was also a blessing and a curse. Our backyard was really big, but it had landmines of apples that fell from the tree, which didn't allow us to play 
football or hang out in the backyard. And I think that was, you know, a blessing for my grandparents. Um, but when my grandparents would um, spray the tree, it was a blessing because the apples were really good. And when they decided that it was time for this tree to go, I think everybody in the neighborhood was real sad, <laughs> maybe sad and excited because we thought that we were going to be able to play in the backyard. But nah, they, they cut that one out real quick. I'm not sure when this apple tree was planted or if it came with the house and my grandmother's moved in in the 80s. But I have heard stories of my grandmother climbing many trees and also this apple tree. So I really think that my grandmother had a hard time letting the tree go, but her grandkids were older at this point. So there wasn't really a use for the tree and no one was eating the apples or having the tree sprayed. So I think it was hard for her to part with that tree. I've always wondered, when will I get this gardening spirit? Because when my sister was pregnant with our miracle baby, um, she got the bug for planting and gardening. And I think that really brought her close to my grandmother. They would talk about flowers and plants and how to replant and where the plants should sit to get the best sunlight. And at that time, I was in college, so I could barely keep myself alive at that point. But it wasn't until I entered into my 30th year where I've had this desire to have plants around in my space. I think the idea of living off the land has been such a big interest of mine. Yes, I love Alaska and I love TV shows that surround Alaska. Um, but I think right now having the idea of plants within my tiny studio apartment that could bring me nourishment, that can heal, um, actually helps me feel connected to my ancestral roots. I feel the pull and the longing to have more and more plants. And y'all know, I just got Foxy from my friend Reggie, and she is flourishing amazing. And y'all know why I named her Foxy, right? Well, I can't wait to have more and more plants in my apartment and be inspired by all of these black men and women thriving in the plant game. All right, y'all. The fashion tip of the day is, What's your gardening fashion? I think our grandmothers would be proud of us if we wore our big sun hats, our gardening pants, and a flannel to cover our shoulders, to sit in the dirt while tending to the land. When did you get the gardening bug? I'll see y'all next time in the next podcast. Bye.